Nickelodeon fans, and welcome to This Week in Nickelodeon History, where we are covering everything that either ended or premiered on Nickelodeon between August 1st and August 7th. Three years ago, on August 4th, 2018, the Nickelodeon show Nikki, Ricky, Dicky, and Dawn finished its run on Nickelodeon. Created by Matt Fleckenstein, the show ran for four seasons and 82 episodes. Six years ago, on August 3rd, 2015, Alvin and the Chipmunks premiered on Nickelodeon. Of course, based off of the long-running children's entertainment franchise, Alvin and the Chipmunks, uh, this new iteration is a completely CGI show, which is very reminiscent of the Chipmunks' original 1983 series, which just includes the Chipmunks living their lives and having adventures around the town. I have not watched many episodes of the newer show, um, my my love for Alvin and the Chipmunks is very much in that old school series and some of the DVD spinoff movies that came from it. Um, but I'm, I'm glad that Alvin and the Chipmunks is still entertaining kids to this day, because as far as I can tell, that show is still going. It's in its fifth season. There's 107 episodes. A massive congratulations to the Alvin and the Chipmunks team uh, making a, a seemingly quality show over there. I mean, if it wasn't good, I don't think it would last that long. Unless you can find something else otherwise. Six years ago, on August 1st, 2015, the massively mixed-up middle school mystery Nickelodeon movie premiered on Nickelodeon. That was a mouthful, and let's move on. To seven years ago, on August 2nd, 2014, A Fairly Odd Summer premiered on Nickelodeon. The third movie in the Fairly Odd Movie trilogy... The movie finds the older Timmy Turner, still played by Drake Bell, and Tootie, played by Daniela Monet, and of course Cosmo and Wanda, traveling over to Hawaii, where of course there are shenanigans with Mr. Crocker, this time being joined by Foop. The anti-fairy version of Poof, who was introduced in the later seasons as a new arch-rival of Poof, but also a villain for the core group of characters. His inclusion in the movie was wonderful. I remember watching all three. I think I enjoyed this one a little bit better than I did A Fairly Odd Christmas, but I mean, all of them are, are really subpar at best. Um, if you enjoy them, that's great. Uh, I'm, I'm glad they were able to see their trilogy out and, and leave it at that, but now that there's a live-action series, I guess we can't really leave it at that. Nine years ago, on August 4th, 2012, the Nicktoon Robot and Monster premiered on Nickelodeon. One of the Nicktoons really just kind of came and went, if you will. It only ran for one season of 26 episodes. It was created by David Pressler, Joshua Sternin, and J.R. Ventimiglia. Hope I said that right. Um, I, I remember watching a few episodes, and it, it didn't click with me 100%, but... I also didn't hate what I was watching. I, I figured there'd be an audience for this, but it found itself very quickly just in very random parts of the time slots and, and new episodes would be like premiering at like 6 a.m. And when that happens, it's it's just 
what is going on at that point. But uh, all of the show is available on Paramount Plus and on Pluto TV as well. It airs on the Nick Jr. part of Pluto TV. So check out Robot Monster. There might be there might be something fun there. It might be a, a hidden gem. 14 years ago, on August 3rd, 2007, the Drake and Josh TV movie Really Big Shrimp premiered on Nickelodeon. Uh, this episode TV movie is technically the series finale for Drake and Josh. It was written as the series finale. It was kind of made to be the finale for the show. The entire end result of the show is uh, pretty much the entire cast of characters outside of the premiere movie theater watching Drake perform his song. Um, but unfortunately, it aired out of production order, and the, the episode's helicopter and dance contest aired after Really Big Shrimp. But if you do watch this, this is really the, the finale of the show. Of course, they would go back to the show a few years later to make another TV movie, uh, Merry Christmas, Drake and Josh, uh, to kind of complete their little TV movie trilogy there. A nice bow on the end of Drake and Josh. I'm going to treat talking about this episode as the series finale, and... It, it's a nice episode. Um, we really get to see this kind of dynamic of Drake and Josh to fruition from Josh being his manager and scoring him a really big deal to that deal kind of messing up with what Drake was looking to happen and um, kind of what can happen with Hollywood and the dangers of contracts and meeting people and not being able to trust everyone you see. It's certainly a great story, and I think it's a wonderful episode to end on for the show. Fifteen years ago, on August 6, 2006, the original run of Blue's Clues came to an end on Nickelodeon. Of course, the show started all the way back on September 8, 1996, with Steve as the host. Steve went up until 2002, in which he was replaced by Joe, who was played by Donovan Patton, who played the character for the next four years until the finale in 2006. Uh, both hosts would obviously come back for the revival of the show as, as characters that live amongst the others in this world, but are not necessarily the main characters. Uh, the, the legacy of Blue's Clues just lives on. The new show is absolutely wonderful. Um, they're getting a, a, a theatrical movie out of it to coincide with the show's 25th anniversary but I think when it ended originally it, it did its job it made its impact and I think it was a logical end to the show I, I think the creators just felt maybe they hit a wall or they didn't want to bring in another host and they didn't want to refresh everything and I don't know I just remember hearing about Blue's Clues ending and it just at that point I was solidly a teenager so I definitely wasn't watching Blue's Clues and certainly when Joe took over I wasn't watching on a regular basis unless it was to watch with my brother but he was watching the reruns on Noggin so he was of course very much associated with both Joe and Steve um but yeah by the time I heard that it was ending it just it felt like it it May, you know, ran its course, but also when I heard it was being brought back, I thought it was just a logical show to bring back in this world where reboots and remakes are plentiful. 16 years ago, on August 1st, 2004, Rugrats finished its initial run on Nickelodeon. August 1st, 2004 is, in my opinion, the, the true end of the golden era of Nickelodeon. Um, the, the, that 90s era that started... On, on fire with the Nicktoons and, and Nickelodeon Studios that just 
took Nickelodeon to new heights throughout the 90s. Most of the 90s shows had ended by this point. Uh, the ones that were left were pretty much ones that either aired in 1999, like SpongeBob, and and one, you know, because it's 1999, they still closely keep those characters to the 2000 era. So as far as like 90s shows go, there weren't many left around. And, and Rugrats was still kicking. They had three theatrical films, uh, all of which were varying degrees of success. Uh, they were still killing it as far as I could tell in merchandise at the time. The Rugrats were as popular as they ever were, but maybe there was just a logical end point here that Nickelodeon saw and they ended the show. 172 episodes, 322 separate segments of nine seasons created by Arlene Klasky, Gabar Chupo, and Paul Germain. It's one of the greatest television shows of all time, animated or otherwise. With its 13-year run on Nickelodeon, it ties with King of the Hill as the eighth longest-running American animated television series. 17 years ago, on August 1st, 2003, My Life as a Teenage Robot premiered on Nickelodeon. Created by Rob Renzetti, the show ran for three seasons and 40 episodes and is one of the shows that actually has its beginnings all the way back in Oh Yeah cartoons that aired the pilot My Neighbor is a Teenage Robot, which aired on January 5th, 1999. Technically, Jenny XJ9 is a 90s Nicktoon um, in some way, shape or form, because as much as she looks differently from her pilot self, I mean, it's it's not that much of a difference. The show is the story of Jenny Wakeman, a robot in a series of robots following an, the XJ line. So she is XJ9, but she prefers to go by a more human-sounding name of Jenny Wakeman. She was created by her mother, Dr. Nora Wakeman, who keeps her in secrecy in her home and doesn't let her out of the house, uh, even though she's pretty much built like a teenager and has the mindset of a teenager and has the same desires as a teenager, but is a robot. Uh, eventually, through her next-door neighbors, Brad and Tuck, she is not only eventually allowed out of the house, but is allowed to be a part of society in some way, shape, or form. And we get to follow her adventures through both trying to be a robot in school, trying to be a teenager in high school, trying to save the world at the same time that her schoolwork has to be done. There's a lot of things that happen in this show, and it is fairly entertaining from beginning to end. Unfortunately for whoever was in charge during this time at Nickelodeon, they really bungled this show in so many ways. Even though the show only had three seasons of 40 episodes, the show technically didn't end until May 2nd, 2009, when its final episode finally aired on television, this time on the Nicktoons Network. Uh, this show was just a lot of hot and cold start and stop pushes of, hey, we have a bunch of new episodes and then you wouldn't see some for a couple months. And then it would come back in a completely different time slot, sometimes even airing new episodes early in the morning or late at night, which may have not exactly happened to my life as a teenage robot, but was certainly part of the course for a lot of shows that suffered the same fate. Fortunately for the show, I think in repeat viewings, home media, streaming services, My Life as a Teenage Robot has been able to find the cult audience it deserves because it is one of the more unique looking and feeling shows that Nickelodeon has under its belt and deserves to shine in the sun a little bit. 
And lastly, this week, 23 years ago, on August 3rd, 1998, the show You're On premiered on Nickelodeon. This was a game show that was very similar to Candid Camera, except it was hosted, presented by Phil Moore. That's right, Phil Moore from Nick Arcade. The show lasted one season of 26 episodes and quickly ended its run on October 4th, 1998. It's crazy because when I saw the year come up for this of 1998, I thought to myself... I don't remember seeing this on Nickelodeon at all, like ever. And it took me a while until I looked up some footage and then remembered seeing footage of this from Nick Gas when that was a channel that my father had. Uh, so I don't remember catching this on Nickelodeon. I definitely remember catching it on Nick Gas, uh, but maybe like two episodes. It was not enough for me to get hooked on for a game show. And it doesn't look like I was the only one being that it only ran for one season. And that is it for this week in Nickelodeon history. Out of all the shows I've mentioned today, do you have any personal memories that you remember of these shows? Any episodes that stand out? Any characters? Anything you'd like to talk about? Discuss those in the comments below. I appreciate you listening in, and we'll see you here next week.